everybody. Hey, yo. <laughs> What's good, everybody? It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Good morning. It's your man, Steve-O, at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. And hot take Tommy. So on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, the Sox are back, baby. They're back. Let's go. And uh, we are actually excited uh, again. So that's nice. Um, all of this brought to you by Just Us. So make sure you rate, subscribe, review to your favorite four-star podcast. We are on all podcast platforms, wherever you listen to your podcast. In addition to that, we are live on YouTube now. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. If you're not sure where to find that, just go click the link that's attached to our uh, to our Twitter account. Because that's where you'll find it. At Sons of Honarchy on Twitter. Um, hey, guess who's still with us this week, Tom? Hasbullah. Hasbullah is still with us this week <laughs> because the White Sox still do not have a winning record. Because I said, until the White Sox have a winning record, Hasbullah is going to be with us. Um, thank you, Huck. Uh, yes, I am not passed out on a hotel room floor uh, at the moment. You are, however, hungover. Is that correct? I, I am a tad hungover. Here's the thing. I followed through with some of your advice uh, after drinking last night, but not all of it. <laughs> I stopped drinking. At midnight, uh, twelve fifteen ish. My guy. Um, but what didn't I do, Tom? You didn't drink water, Steve. So now I'm drinking coffee to continue to dehydrate myself. Um, it's just the logic. The logic train has left the station. I I, I got big big brain energy here. Big brain energy. <laughs> Tom, how was your week? My God, I well, okay. First of all, before we get there, happy you know before Mother's the day before Mother's Day. Happy oh shit! I gotta day. run and get a, a gift. <laughs> to all those who celebrate. Uh, and, you know, by the way, I, I don't celebrate that anymore. I, I actually have a wife who tells me that, hey, Mother's Day is in a month. So we go and buy things ahead of time. Now, oh, you're saying that you better. still celebrate Mother's Day. You're just not the person running to the store last minute. Yeah, I don't celebrate the day before Mother's Day. Oh, shit, I got to go and get a gift day. Because um, <laughs> that was common in my youths. But other than that, Steve, my week was pretty good. I'm finally not sore um, from playing softball for the first <laughs> time in my goddamn life. So, yeah, just a heads up on that. I'm part of a softball league now uh, in the, what would that be? The Noble Square area mm-hmm. um, west of, what would that be? It was like north of West Town. Um, it's one of those neighborhoods that's sandwiched between everything. On the right, side. right, right. It's not really anywhere, but uh, it's like Ash- really... Ashland in Chicago. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, my guy, Hot Take Tommy, uh, we we were down a few people due to a uh, bachelor party that was going on. Um, <laughs> so we needed some subs and our guy, Hot Take Tommy, filled in um, and he, he did some work. I'll tell you that he did a lot of running out in the outfield. Uh, chasing down balls that were going over his head. That were going over my head. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty much how it went. Uh, hundred percent. I was yep. and shit. Exactly. And I offered the invite to a few other people, including uh, Alex here, who uh, <laughs> said we all told him no. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the poor sap that actually said yes and then went and like <laughs> and, and, and at, least, my body. at least Tommy's got the balls to play out here. So kudos. <laughs> I got to give some love to my guy, Hot Take Tommy, who said, "Yeah, count me in." Um, and then stayed out late and drank beers and shagged flies with us after. So yeah, kudos to you, my guy. Meanwhile, you were talking mad game about how you were going to kick the crap out of your students in a in a player versus teacher game. Oh wow, you really just switched the subject. I didn't want to bring that up. I, was... I do. I want to talk about it. You were like, "Yo, these kids, these kids ain't got nothing on me." So staff versus student basketball game. On them. <laughs> staff versus student basketball game this past Wednesday. Um. Our basketball team outside of one player is not good, is not good at all. So what they did, they took probably one of the better staff members and put them on the students team because they're the basketball coach. Uh, she was a D3 starter, like all four years starter uh, at Monmouth College. Um, so more than you've done. in, in your A lot career. more than I've done. <laughs> she could beat me in a one-on-one basketball game any day of the week. But she played with the students, okay? Um, you combine her with this one kid, sixth grader. Um, yes, the, I, I, I got cooked by this one kid. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he almost broke my ankles. It was 
kind of bad. That was the um, kid on the high, who's got the highlight reel. Yeah, yeah, he's the kid that's uh, he's got a hoop mixtape already in yeah. sixth grade. Go look him up, Terrence Smith. Um, so uh, the kid absolutely just uh, wrecked us. Uh, him and the coach just absolutely. It was like a it was two person show. Um, <laughs> we were getting run out we'll the gym the first. The first three quarters completely run out of the gym. It's uh, what happens when you throw me with the scrubs. They should have threw me in with the starters, but I had to play with the scrub team the entire time. Oh, that's what that's what the problem was. Okay. Well, how, what else did you do this week? Teacher Appreciation Week, so nobody Thank appreciates you. you. But oh, uh, you know. But this no, they don't appreciate you in general. But for that week. Oh, oh! Yeah, I thought yeah. you were saying you don't appreciate me. I was like, no, no, I don't. But last there week, there you I, go. F- last fuck week. you very much, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope yeah, you te- enjoyed last week. <laughs> Teacher Appreciation Week was was fun. They uh, they gave us lunch every single day, so I'm feeling nice and fat right now. Um, <laughs> there was like leftovers every single day too. Other than which is funny, the one day there wasn't leftovers was the day they got Jimmy John's. So I guess people really like Jimmy John sandwiches. What the fuck? And they had like Mediterranean, you said, and like tacos. Mediterranean tacos, Lou Malnati's, your former, you know, employer. Look at that. Well, you're going to have leftovers if you're getting loose because I'm assuming they got deep. And then they, they got like they have so many. They got like 12. No, it was like 15 deep dish pizzas and <laughs> huge, like two huge salads and yeah. pasta. Yeah. OK. Yeah. No, you're not going to. Yeah. That's, that's exactly exactly. So <laughs> no, I had way too many social events going on this week to even realize it was Teacher Appreciation Week. Um, I had Monday softball. I was at the Cub Sox game on Tuesday. Wednesday I was with the youths. Thursday we had track practice, and I was at work until like six thirty. Uh, and f- last night we had a staff outing. Um, at the end of the week, uh, where we played whirly ball. I'm a I'm a god at whirly ball. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Did they put you in the in the scrubs lineup for whirly ball too? No, it was kind of free for all. But you know, I'm just I was owning up on the staff. Like, I guess you know I, you know I I work in the city of Chicago, so you know you don't get a lot of like former lacrosse players that you know because I I would figure <laughs> you'd be really good at whirly ball if you were good at lacrosse. So. Or if you played, you know that game on the beach where you like scoop the ball, the wiffle ball, and then you throw it with the like arm thingy that's the same shit it's not a it's not a sport it's just a thing that you do on the beach does do you know what i'm talking about no not at all okay. not at all not one bit i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> whatever whatever you grew up in rockford there's no sounds about there. sounds about white sounds about white no that's true actually it does sound about white <laughs> you know? uh, uh, i mean so does whirly ball a little bit yeah. so. <laughs> it's true it's true but that was a lot of fun um Tom, we've been talking about our weeks for the last eight plus minutes. Yeah, I hope everybody's enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, what should we talk about, Tom? Well, uh, this is a White Sox baseball podcast, is it not? So we should White we Sox should baseball. talk about White Sox baseball because we are a White Sox baseball podcast. Um, Tom, Hasbula might be off the screen by the end of ne- by by our next recording. Right, four straight wins. You were at the one of the Cubs wins. The second win was it not? No, the third because you didn't see the shit game. Holy fuck! They just decided to play that game no matter no, what. I was in that. Oh, you're talking about the missed game. Yes, that was the game I was at. Oh, you poor motherfucker. Yeah, no. Um. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Our seats. I cannot begin to tell you if you're looking for a perfect seat at Wrigley Field, regardless of weather. Don't want to be sit behind a pole. Want a good view. You're covered from the weather. Mm-hmm. Section 208, first five rows. Absolutely perfect. Um, That's the upper deck, right? Uh, no, it's still in the lower bowl. It's just uh. not like that lower, lower bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got a little bit of cover over your head, um, and you're able to see the game perfectly. Um so, I mean, we got those tickets on StubHub for like 45 bucks a piece. Um, oh, well, so yeah, pr- they probably the day of or what? Because they probably no, we actually bought them like we bought them like five, <laughs> five, five or six days in advance. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. So, yeah, I know the ticket prices for bleachers uh, right before the game was. Um, yeah, was those were just selling like, you know, so easily. Um, yeah. But yeah. My guy Alex Rude confirming first five rows of the two hundred all goal all good should be good polls are in row six so first five rows right there two hundred level that's actually um, that's a pro tip polls start in row six I did not know that 
I'm always yeah. behind a fucking pole at Wrigley. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking poverty ballpark with everything else that's built around it. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I know that the whole area has got like billions of dollars pumped into it. And then the ballpark. Ridiculous. Like, pole. <laughs> pole. <laughs> exactly. But no, Tom, I, I want to. Our guy, Alex Rude here, who's with us in the chat, um, wanted to, you know, as we started up the podcast, he said that your visit to the 108 turned the entire season around. Dude. However, comma, okay. I would like to disagree with that because you need to tell the truth right now. Well, look, 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 look. Okay, so I've, I have I went to a game Sunday. Very fun. Everybody enjoyed themselves. Uh, we lost. Uh, <laughs> however... That was the game. We all remember that was the game that the ninth inning rally, we almost got their ass and just fell short. I decided, you know, I'd been with my family that whole game. Like I, I was the one who pulled them into coming to the game in the first place. So I didn't want to ditch them and like go hang out with people I knew in the ballpark. But I did say, okay, it's the ninth inning. Let me just drop by and see everybody's bright, shining faces in the 108. And I did so. As I walked over, Sox got a hit. I was like, oh, exciting, great. Let me just, you know, chat for a little bit, say how shitty the Sox are. And then I was like, yo, what up? We got Alex Rude. We got Beef. We got all the 108 guys chilling, hanging out. Bonita Sox fan looked like she she was miserable which is kind of fair i was like yep yep you're there too so you know it was a good time good time janice you know but as soon as i walked away josh harrison double like i was like what the hell is everybody cheering about is the game over like why would we be cheering for the game being over so i'm like speed walking back to my family and my and then as i'm going over there somebody else gets a hit or a walk or something i'm like what the is going on it should be over by the time i get back to these seats my dad's jumping up and down like oh you missed all the offense and i was like ah fuck (laughs) (laughs) so they thought i was like taking a shit or something and i was like no i went and saw like some people in the ballpark and missed everything and then we lost as soon as i was like back in the seats like (laughs) so basically by the time you got back to the seat is when Gavin Sheets grounded out. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 That's what I saw. I. I, I got it. I got it on footage. My dad being like, Ah. <laughs> yeah. That was. So. Uh... So. In other words, you're almost on Jordan Miller status, where we're about to ban you from the ballpark for the rest of the year. <laughs> no. Because geez. when you're not, or you have to stand out on the concourse. That's going to be the deal. <laughs> I have to. I have to be at the ballpark to start the rally, but I can't watch the game. I just have to be like listening to Len Casper call it from from outside the ballpark. That's that's the plan. Okay, great. Absolutely. 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 Well, here's the thing, Tom, as much as I would like to blame you, I also want to credit somebody else for the White Sox gaining some momentum. And I'm going to say this right now. Joe Madden might be partially responsible for bringing another World Series to Chicago. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you oh, know where oh, I'm going oh, with wait, this? Wait, 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 wait. Because he was managing the not the four-game series that we had? Like, that's that's your hot take? Is that, like, his management of the A, Angels, pardon, during that series is why the White Sox are going to go on. So they are on a four-game win streak right now that started this past Monday, right? Yes, against. But yes. the big comeback was on Sunday in the ninth. Now, do you remember who was pitching on Sunday? Uh, starting. Starting pitching? Yes. Da- Diamond Dallas, our for, guy. For the Angels. Oh, who the fuck? Uh, Lorenzen. Michael yes. Lorenzen. Michael, Michael Lorenzen, as I'm twisting my tongue here, Michael Lorenzen was pitching shutout, shutout baseball for eight-plus innings. Yeah, it was fuck, fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was eight really annoying. Plus. Okay. I thought they were gonna eat his lunch too. Anyway, and I I got I got to credit Beef Wolf a little bit for this uh, because they, he was talking about this um, on the podcast this past week, this past Thursday. Um, but Lorenzen is just mowing down hitters. It's early in the season, and Joe Madden still decides, "Hey, I want this guy to pitch a shutout <laughs> for nine innings." Yeah. Okay, yeah, fuck it, man. You got Rossio Iglesias already ready to go. Yes. Who was terrible 
He was Sunday. so bad. Okay. So bad. I don't know. And, and once again, can't measure this necessarily, but I don't know if he's necessarily that bad if he starts the ninth. Yeah, I mean, that would be because he was probably too warmed up and like wasn't like there. there is something to that. I think there is something to the mismanagement of him because he came out of the game and he was fucking pissed in the dugout. And then Tapera gets like the first batter out. It's like, OK, like, so I, I got to give some credit and thank Joe Madden for wanting to get Michael Lorenzen a shutout. Yeah. For bringing in Rossio Iglesias way too late. Uh huh. And for letting the White Sox offense kind of get some momentum and let this team get, you know, some vroom vroom behind them. You some know, vroom vroom behind them is, is, is the technical term. That's what I like to call it. Yes. So <laughs> kudos. All right. I, I, I love that. You know, and so thank you, Joe Man. That's where I'm at, you know. And yes, you know, when we look at it from a statistical standpoint, from from an actual game standpoint, his pitch count was <laughs> Lorenzen's was only in the 80s, and Rossio was gassed because he was pitching for the fifth, fifth time. time. In five yeah, but um, no, the, I don't like the stats, though. I mean, let's go back to the, like, did did Rysel Iglesias come out of the bullpen with that dog in him? No, no, he did not. He did not come out with the grit. He was not playing grinder ball that day, and that <laughs> is why the White Sox took it to him. That is why Joe Madden is going to bring a World Series to Chicago again, but for the White Sox because he mismanaged a game on May 1st. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this ridiculous take is all I'm going to say. God oh, gosh. What is this shit? Why? Literal <laughs> shit. We got people in the comments updating us on whether or not they're taking shits. That's great. Okay. That's that amazing. means we got to move on to the next topic, I think, is what that means. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about this four in a row, Tom. Mm -hmm. I, I got to ask you, where are you at right now, confidence level with this team? And in particular, let's bring this. Uh, I, I got Hasbula blocking in a little bit. The fucking <laughs> fake green screen back here with Hasbula. Um, I've got the uh, the the rebuild the old, old rebuild meter with us. Uh, the uh, White Sox doomsday clock. Yes. So, <laughs> so where where are you at on this? I can't hold it up and hold this mic at the same time. Well, what's great is yeah, because we bought the biggest fucking. Well, you bought the biggest fucking piece of wood in the world on. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so the the thing about it is we brought the rebuild meter the the white Sox doomsday clock back out of storage after last uh last week basically because of how shitty that the team was doing right now we can i'm at the point where put that shit back in storage i know you just got it out but throw that right back in the back of the closet we're gonna be just fine i mean we're not winning by wide margins but, but we are winning. So it's like, th this is kind of what the, the team needs to do when you got this many guys on the IL, right? Like you just need to find a way to win with all this shit. So right, I, I just throw that shit way back in the back of the closet again. How about you? You got a time on the doomsday clock that you're on? I don't know. It, 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 look at how beautiful it is, Tom. Look at, look at that white paint that I use to, to, to paint the front. Yeah, did you? Um, what did you use? Like primer, like just the cheapest shit in the I world. I might, I may have just bought primer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, that's that's cheap. Yeah, that's good. um, yeah. So it's you know, cheaper than Jerry. Then over here, speaking of which, he's 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 on here right there. Good old yes. Jerry. Uh, for yeah, for our visual watchers, I, I, I'm sitting at like three o'clock right now on the Doomsday clock. You know, Jesus. whereas like I was on like six. Yeah, last you were. Week, you yeah, 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 yeah. You were a little bit more. Like extreme on the emotional side of of the reactions <laughs> yeah i was uh i was a little upset you know with with performance uh, of the team and and managerial decisions and and frank menachino which i'll i'll get to in a minute as well menachino menachino magic eh menachino home run <laughs> Frankie June. Frankie June. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, uh, wow. But uh, you know, I was listening to Sports Talk Radio. Um Oh, Steve, listening to Sports Talk Radio is the first time ever, I think, right? Yep, you already know. Um, you know, it was already on in the car uh I when it. I got in my car on Thursday. You need, you need an excuse to listen exactly, to Exactly. No. Like, 
listen to people talk about the sport that you love. <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I kept it on, uh, ESPN Radio 1000 was already on in the car because uh, I was listening to the end of the game on Wednesday um, in the car. So, you know, turn on the car on Thursday and I hear Cap and Jay Hood. And I was like, all right, they're talking White Sox baseball. Don't uh, love talk- Cap, love Jay Hood. Continue. Fair enough. Um, if anybody <laughs> looks like a human form of a penis. No, wait, is- stop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they, you know, they're talking about the series and, you know, Jay hood was pumped and cap was like, this Cubs team sucks. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> should we feel really good as Sox fans about winning both of those games the way the team did in the fashion they did? I mean, I, the way that you put that question, you, we should be happy that the team that the White Sox swept this Cubs in the two game series. Yes, we should be. However, how they won the games, you would have wanted them to have those W's in a little bit more of an emphatic fashion, right? Like they were kind of grind them out close games against a team that's not very good, you know, and and I don't know. I, so the way that you ask that question makes it a little harder to answer just because it's like, yes, I'm happy that they swept them. Am I happy that the way they swept them in two games? Nah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to complain, but you asked the question the way you asked the question. So, yeah, here's the deal. The thing is with the White Sox, the thing is the thing is. Here's the thing. Okay, Teresi. We we got to win those games. You yeah. need to win those games. You can't control who your opponents are. Just yeah. go out there and win. And as I said before, I know this is a little meatball-y, but... Yes, bring on the meatball. Okay, Sunday, you almost have a come-from-behind victory in the ninth inning where you you put up five runs in the ninth, Okay. On Monday and Tuesday, you get the or pardon me. On Tuesday and Wednesday, you had the Cubs after an off day on mm-hmm. Monday. Mm-hmm. You go out there, you, you win those games. You, you gain win some the game momentum. on Monday. You win the game on Monday because it was a day game, and then you go and pardon me. Yes, yeah. they didn't have an off day. They had a, they had a day game. Yes, exactly. You get the <laughs> momentum rolling. You win the two games against the Cubs at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. I know they're not a good ball club. They're you know at the beginning of the year, some people thought they'd be a mid to high 70 win team. I don't even think they're going to beat that. I think they're going to get 70 wins, probably 72. They're playing in the same division as the Reds, Steve, who have three wins so far. Yes, that central is very bad. It's very, very bad. Um, I just, you know, it's it's beautiful. I, I absolutely love the momentum that this team has gained, and it's yeah. hard not to get excited about it, okay? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's completely fair. And, and it's not even from a rivalry standpoint. It's not like, oh, yeah. yeah, we just beat up, you know, and we really didn't beat up on them either. No. It was two pretty close games. Yeah. Um, you know. But we got but- the Wintrust Cup. We got the Wintrust Cup back. The team took the team photo with it. That that By the way, that team photo was actually hilarious. There's a, Just go ahead and, like, zoom in on everybody's faces in there. Yasmani looks high as fuck. In the photo, there's a lot of other gems in there. Just go ahead and take a look at the at the wind. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't think that if you don't think that people feed off of that, you no, know, yeah. if players don't feed off of the energy that the, the fans right. are given, then you're absolutely wrong. You know, yeah. like everybody knows it's dumb, need that. but everybody need still hype for it regardless. Like you absolutely, yes, yes. So let me ask you this: Are the socks completely back? Well, I think you you made a good point. Just under that, you you typed in something here on the notes. We've only had five or more runs in four games. So are we completely back? I mean, yes, we're winning games. However, comma, this offense is billed to be one of the best in the MLB. We're going to need it to be one of the best in the MLB if we got a chance, if we got a swinger's chance on this. Swinger's chance. Mm, fighter's chance. How about that? Um, <laughs> a swinging <laughs> chance. A fighting <laughs> chance. If you if you got a chance with those swingers, you're gonna have to score more than five runs a game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, but I think that's more more the point, right? Like we we need to stop like 
basically just scratching across like manufacturing runs. We got to stop trying to base hit these guys to death. Like Frank Menachino wants us to. We got to start. Oh, Tom, you want to you want to go there? You want to go I, there? I do want to go there. Oh, baby, I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. I hope you're ready for this one. So, Frank fucking Menachino, Menachino, whatever. Oh boy. I got a bone to pick. And yes, we should be enjoying the ride. And Tommy, you should enjoy the ride. Like, you know, our guy, Steve Stone. Fuck Steve Look, Stone. I'm Sorry. still a corporate fan. I'm, I agree with Steve Stone. Right. I'm enjoying this ride. This but bone to pick pissed. isn't even about Steve Stone. <laughs> yes. It's about okay, Frank Manekano. All right. <laughs> My bone to pick is this team. And I, I know they have a, that mentality of being aggressive at the plate. And, mm-hmm. and they, that's been their MO. But no one is walking. No one except for Yasmani and Abreu. They're the only two players on the team with double-digit walks, okay? Fucking hitting 300 is fine, but it's so 1970s, okay? Pitching is so much better. And worst of all, like I said, no one. 24 walks combined from Abreu and Grandal. Everyone else on the team combined has 32. That's atrocious. (laughs) 56 walks. 56 walks over 25 games is Mm -hmm. good for dead last in the league. Closest to them is Boston, who is also just struggling mightily this year so far with 61, with 61. It's one thing if you're going to go up there, be aggressive, and you're actually getting on base because of hits. But that's not the case for the White Sox. They are 21st in batting average. Okay. I'm not a batting average person, but if that's your approach, if you're going to hit fucking 300, you can't hit 225. Fire Frank Menachino all the way to Pluto in one of those fucking t shirt guns. Fucking yes. bald head like me with aerodynamics. He should be able to make it there if you high power that bitch. Let's do it. Man. Wow. Yes, that is okay. So there was a lot of like random ranting in there, but there was a lot of good numbers in there too. Like, holy shit, your team is last in the league in walks and 21st in the league in batting average. If you're going to be last in the league in walks, you better be really hitting the ball like a Tim Anderson kind of situation. But that's just not the fucking case. Also, really quick note Jose Abreu is one of the guys who's walking. You wanted to fucking cut his ass from the team no when you were at the stop game on chill with that the only bullshit. thing that you said to me on monday you were at the game the only thing that you had time to step back and text me about was like <laughs> hey jose abreu is a kind of a bitch isn't he and then you like <laughs> i did not say that you i did not it say was that. along those lines it was along those lines so yeah like yeah let's remind the good the good people that yes steve in fact is a jose abreu hater and I have to maintain the Jose Abreu truther gang. Because why Why do I even need to be on Jose Abreu's side, Steve? Why? Like, he's the fuck. He's a fucking legend. He's going to have a fucking statue, probably. All he needs is a World Series ring, and you've got yourself a fucking statue. And yes, Steve did want to trade Vaughn. You're an idiot, Steve. Okay, um, that's not my bone to pick, though. Well, I, by the way, sorry, I apologize. Let's backtrack a little bit. Before the bone, before you get to your yeah. bone to pick, yeah. can I just say this? And I and I love that Alex brought this up, and I shouldn't be crediting him because he's going to drag me through the comment section for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's true. The team is twenty eighth in line drive percentage. Okay, launch angle, launch yeah. angle yeah. is Let's one thing. If you're hitting the ball bit. and you're yeah. barreling everything, it's another thing when you're smacking it into the fucking ground. Yep. And that's and or right at a thing. defender. Yeah. And that's the thing. Back in the strain of the shift. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing you could fix with Jose Abreu. Okay. Like, I'm not even saying that it's his fault. Jesus, Steve. I'm not even saying it's his fault. Admit that you're wrong I'm about Jose Abreu. Fucking Manekano. All right. Steve. I'm done. Go for it. <laughs> Why did you, you literally were like oh, about to like steer out of being a Jose Abreu hater? And then you were like, no, no, no. Let me lean into this shit. I fucking like. Why? You don't have to hate on Jose Abreu. There's nobody asking you to hate on him. You're just doing it. You, what is wrong with you? This man brought it like he was the only thing worth watching during the rebuild. And he's still here, a shining beam of hope for this city. And you hate him. What is on, wrong with you? On, honestly, he, he was <laughs> unbelievable. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm not even going to go. Yeah, there. you're going to dig a hole, Steve. Okay, no, I'm not even digging a hole. 
I agree with everything you had to say about Frank Manekino. He is a problem, and we got to get that ball out of the ballpark more often. I want to see Luis Robert moonshots more and more often because, God damn, him hitting that over the monster and out of the goddamn ballpark yesterday was incredible. And think about it this way. That ball was deadened, too. So if he launched that shit, holy goddamn, Luis Robert's about to be on one for this whole month. Anyway, I got a bone to pick as well. I got a bone to pick. Oh, baby. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be good. <laughs> Look, everybody was bragging on how AJ Pollock is going to be this great ball player for the White Sox. AJ Pollock, bases loaded yesterday, had the fucking worst at bat I've seen in my entire life. Goes down 0 2 <laughs> almost immediately. You haven't watched and enough Larry Garcia. No, don't look. We are on AJ Pollock. This is who we're, we're talking about. AJ Pollock, Steve, shut up about your Larry Garcia. <laughs> Base is loaded, took the worst at bat of his entire life, waits for a ball to be like a slider that was like in goddamn Ghana. It was like way, way off the plate. It was not close. He's swinging at it because he was in fucking swing mode. He got down 0 2 almost immediately. Base is loaded. Nothing to show for it. Strikes out to end the inning. Later on in the game, he's trying to come home from third on a on a fly ball out to the pesky pole. Gets gunned, absolutely gunned down at the plate by JBJ. Looks like a goddamn fool. That's like five runs of production that were wiped off the board by his mistakes, right? Like you, you have the opportunity for four runs and had nothing to show for it. Like with the bases loaded strikeout and then gets gunned down at the plate. From a simple, like, all he had to do was leg it a little bit more, get a better jump, listen to Joe McEwing. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm pissed. I'm I'm honestly pissed about it, the way that A.J. Pollock has been playing this, this season. Not happy. Not happy. It it hasn't been good. Um, I, I got to say this about A.J. Pollock and, and my guy Alex Rude in the comments. I, uh... I would love if he uh, helps me out with some stats pretty soon uh, because I don't know how to find month splits, but I believe this is really true. Um, he always no. starts tremendously slow and then goes on an, an insane heater. Um, I am not worried about AJ Pollock one bit. And I know he this looked, is, he looked way overmatched. You gotta trust. You gotta trust the back of the baseball card. Okay. You gotta believe that AJ Pollock is not going to be this bad. The rest of the year, he's going to heat up. He's going to be fine. Is he going to hit 300, Frank Manekino? Maybe not. Um, maybe he has a slash line of 280, 345, and whatever slugging, 400 slugging. Okay? It's still going to be above, above league average. He's going to be above league average hitter for the rest of the year. He had, you know, He's still wet. One for four yesterday with a walk. If you're telling me that a 400 on base percentage isn't what you're looking for out of a guy, then what the fuck do you want? You know, I want somebody who takes a representable at bat when it's bases juiced in Fenway. All you have to do is fucking oppo that shit like 250 feet and you get a got a goddamn grand slam. Like, I don't know, man. It, it was just a shitty approach. I was fucking mad. And then he got gunned down later in the game and I'm all heated about it. But you were hinting at something really important, which is early performance uh, and how that translates over the whole season. So if you may, if if I may jump into the buy or sell segment here, unless if you got more shit to say. Uh, real quick. Um, dumpster Jose Abreu again? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to go into Jose Abreu. I'm here to defend AJ Pollock. I'm going to be an AJ Pollock defender today. Um, Molly Knight on Twitter. Um mentioned that Pollock is going to start out like two for 30 in April and White Sox fans will be like, what the fuck? Then dude will go 29 for th his next 30 and Southside puppies will be named after him. Dude can flat out hit consummate professional. One of my favorites to watch. Okay. Bullshit. This is, this is, this is coming from uh, a, somebody no. that understands AJ Pollock. You One know, of your favorites to watch. You're that, talking about you a like senior. You're talking about a senior staff writer for the Athletic that's talking about this right now. Okay, that covers the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, consummate professional dude can flat out hit. Not worried at all. 
look, that that's it's totally different being a guy who starts 115 games as a fourth outfielder in Dodger Stadium, right? We brought him on to be the guy, basically, solving our outfield issues. And Mans is not living up to the billing. The, the real problem I have with it is now you're making my guy, Rick Hahn, look stupid on a national broadcast for trading for you, for your <laughs> bum ass. Like, you can't make my guy look bad like that. You got to perform if you're going to get it traded for by Rick Hahn. Like, unbelievable. Absolutely. He's going to be okay. I promise you, he is going to be okay and everything is going to be good. He is yeah. going to start hitting the shit out of the ball. And then all of a sudden, you're going to come back and you're going to be like, oh, my guy, Rick Hahn, man, what a trade. I know. I'll, I'll be I'll be, singing, I'll be singing his praises all up and down. And I, I'm going to be honest. I, I Han already looks stupid. OK, uh, look, <laughs> I fuck. had to bring out my corporate fan true colors there for a second. It's it's just who I am. But I will say I, I actually I, I did like it what AJ Pollock brought to us in the first couple series. Like he, he did have those flashes where that's the player he can be. But the last couple hits he's had have been like parachute off the end of the bat, lucky drops. Basically last night he had one off the, uh, he took a slider off the end of the bat and just barely poked it over this uh, shortstop. And he had one the other day that just like uh, against the Cubs, just barely putting it over the second baseman's head. It just seems like, he's getting lucky instead of actually playing well right now. And his luck is not even that great. Cause he's playing like shit. He's I'm, be okay. I'm sure that this is a small sample size and he's going to be fine, but I'm pissed about it. Cause again, like he made us look a little silly on the national broadcast when you're striking out with the bases loaded and then getting gunned down from left field from right field. It just, Bad taste in Tommy's mouth. Bad That's taste. Why, why you play 162? All right, Tom. You want? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> after I got that out of my system, uh, we got a buy or sell segment here that we wanted to run through. We wanted to run through the position players. We're gonna leave most of the injured guys off the list here because there's not a sample size big enough to actually uh, go off of. All the sample sizes that we have here are pretty small, obviously, but we've got you know 25 games under our belt now, so we feel like it's a good time to say. Buy or sell, do you think this player's numbers are going to translate over the rest of the season, or are they going to be better, worse than than what you see right now? So we've got this list, and of course, we got to start out with El Capitan, first baseman, Jose Abreu. Steve, your least favorite player on the team. It's He's batting 230, 320, 368 on the slash line. He's got three dingers only. What do you think, buy or sell? Is he going to be this player the rest of the season? Not a chance. Um, I there's no way that he doesn't have an OPS over 700, right? No way. Yeah, there's no way. Like that, that it's under. Pardon me. There's no way he has one under right. 700. He's got to have at least a 700 OPS, right? I mean, there's. It's the cold weather months. All right. I yeah. I'm sure. Just like we're talking about AJ Pollock, and thank you. My stat guy, Alex Rude. Pollock has a 140 weighted runs created plus in the months of June and July since 2017. Eat my shorts, Tommy. Can we please talk about Jose Abreu, Steve? You can't even focus on Jose Abreu for three seconds. The man gave you like seven years of the, the best production of his life, and you can't even focus on him for two seconds. Two things. Weather gets warmer. He gets some lift in his swing. He's yeah. going to be fine. Uh, I agree. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to hit. 2020 numbers uh that was nice over a 60 game sample hey they picked the, they picked his best months if you're gonna pick a, a season and shorten it you better pick august and september to have the most games in it and you got yourself a jose Abreu mvp man couldn't have picked it better myself not sure oh, you know i'm not even going there um <laughs> okay, seven, okay okay seven seven 720 ops for uh abreu instead oh, you're of gonna, this you're gonna set the bet right now instead of this what is he at? Six 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 eighty eight is what yeah. he's at right now. So yeah. I will take uh, seven twenty. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to be marginally, but definitely better. It's forty points of OPS. I mean, yeah. that'll, I'll take that'll, it. That'll, that'll that'll work. Okay. So next guy on our list, we got second baseman slash. He's played a lot of third for us. Josh Harrison. 
Another big pickup for Rick Hahn, making us look really <laughs> good uh, this this offseason. Josh Harrison is currently batting 157. That's a 157, not not very good. Uh, 218 and 275 on the slash line to finish it out. Here's the thing that stuck out to me. He's only got one walk, a single walk on the season, Steve. Uh, how do you think about that? Is that a buy or a sell on Josh Harrison's uh, current performance? Well, considering his on base percentage is basically at the Mendoza line. Um, and he's not a big guy. So <laughs> I don't know if Josh Harrison's going to get any better, but I don't know if he can get any worse. It's just one of those things where, <laughs> so you don't want to buy it because you can't, you can't imagine him being any like this forever. Cause it's so bad, but you don't want to sell it. Cause you don't think he's going to be much better. It's like the Larry Garcia tweet that I made, I don't know, a little over a week ago about how his weight or uh, his OPS plus was seven. Obviously, it's going to get better than seven. <laughs> I mean, seven. There's no way. There's no way that Josh Harrison's as bad as the rest of the year. No, I, I think okay. he's going to turn up a little bit, you know, again, like get the ball like maybe like let's take a little bit more of a patient approach. See I don't think he's going to be much head. better, though. I Okay, you're so he's got a he's got a one five seven average. You're thinking that's going to be up more. Hold on, his on base percentage is two eighteen right now. If yeah, he okay. if he breaks two fifty, I'll be surprised. Wow, two fifty on the season, Steve. Yep, I want to remember that so I can. Yeah, I think he's going to be a lot better than that. Okay, so Tim Anderson looks like he's basically doing Tim Anderson things. He's got he's got three thirty three fifty two which is hilarious that it's like they're always like almost the same as batting average and is on base. And he's slugging five, two, three. So uh, the thing that sticks out and everybody knows he's already got seven errors. Um, Do you think that this is Tim Anderson for the rest of the season? Remember that six of those, six of those errors happened in a five or six day span. Yeah, it's true. So no, he's going to be better defensively. He's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to be gold glove defensively. Obviously you're never going to get that out of Tim Anderson. Um, this is a guy who picked up baseball. What weight in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I buy his defense not being awesome, but not that bad. I mean, once again, these are some of the worst stretches of baseball out of these players that they've ever seen in their career. Right. Um, like Tim Anderson defensively, I should say, not offensively. Yeah, his offensive um, numbers are actually representative of what I what I think. I'm going to buy those numbers over the rest of the season, but these fielding numbers, like you're saying, we could we could probably sell them, huh? Yeah, I mean, is he going to? I mean, what would the rate be? I mean, that would be 35 errors. He's not going to make 35 Jesus errors at short this year, <laughs> holy right? Shit! If he did, holy shit! 35 errors. Oh my God. Um, I don't think Tim's going to hit 330 this year. I think he's going to hit 320. Fuck you, Steve. Just being honest. <laughs> I hope he proves me wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if you're batting 330 over the course of a season, you're, you're, you're doing just fine. All right. Well, we're going to move, move across the diamond. Now we're, we've gone first, second, short. For the most part, you know, these guys are moving around a lot with the injuries and stuff, but we're going to third base and our regular third baseman has pretty much been Jake Berger. Uh, he's batting two, five, four, two, eight, four, three, eight, one. The thing that sticks out for me on him is he's he's played 19 games out of 25, accounting for 76 percent of the Sox games. He's batting. He's he's playing in three out of four games this season. So you buying or selling him throughout what? the rest of Watching him at the hot corner defensively, I know we're talking about his offense right now, but watching him at the hot corner defensively at Wrigley on Tuesday night was so painful. Yeah, he had Um, had a tough game there. And it was really funny because our guy, Ryan Ferrucci, turned to me, my favorite Cubs fan, and he goes, yo, Steve, chill out. Third base is in his normal position, is it? And I was like, yep, he was drafted as a third baseman. Yes, he, yeah, that's his. Um, And it's his just a butcher defensively. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. I need Yohan Moncada. Like I need air to breathe. Um, I think 254, 281 or 284, 381, 381. I mean, he could slug 400 maybe. Um, yeah. but, but those numbers are very, very representative of what Jake Berger's skill set is in the major leagues. I think. 
Yeah, and you know, it's not it's not horrible. It's not great though. It's replacement level is what it is. And I think that's for me, I'm buying it like like you are, like saying like this is this is kind of who he is. And I'm also happy with it. Like this if that's what we get when, you know, an infielder's on the IL out of Jake Berger, I'll take that. I'll take that over a, a flyer on Romy Gonzalez. I'll take that over Danny Mendick, honestly. Like next time somebody's down, slot Jake Berger at third and, and scooch people around the infield, make room for him so that you can get a a point three war out of him or whatever the hell he's got right now. But I I I tend to agree with you. That's who Jake Berger is. I, I don't think he's going to be playing 76% of games the rest of the season. Right. And really, really yeah. quick back to Josh Harrison. I think we need to highlight that, you know, he's not there for his bat. Yeah. He's there to be that utility infielder, especially at second base. Um, yeah. And maybe even an eventual <laughs> defensive replacement in those late innings. How many fucking um, utility players do we need, though? Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be giving away Yuri Garcia that contract. That contract is just still pissing me off. And then to compare Josh Harrison to Marcus Simeon uh, with his slow start, I, I I understand the slow start, but let's not put Josh Harrison and Marcus Simeon in the same sentence. Huck. <laughs> same guy. Same. Guy. I don't see a difference. <laughs> no, I I do see a difference. Okay, that's hilarious. Let's, let's move to the outfield. Um, we'll get to the uh, catchers later on here, but uh, we got Luis Robert. Robert. You got to roll that R an extra three seconds after yesterday's performance. I'm gonna be honest. He's batting two six seven two six five two nine six. 485. That's good for a 129 OPS plus, ladies and gentlemen. He's a player and a third right now. Good for this team. Steve, is that his? Are you buying or selling that over the course of the season? Um, no, I mean, this is a guy that I threw down money uh to be the MVP. So yeah. he's once again, he's gonna be a Tim type where the batting average and the on-base percentage are going to be a little bit more close than you would want it to be. Um, probably only a 15-20 point difference, I would expect. Um, but 265-296 is a slower start. I love... I mean, here's the thing. OPS Plus right now is 129, right? That's pretty damn good for a guy that's a five-tool player and, and is going to you know, provide speed on the base pads, be amazing yeah. out in center defensively, yeah. which he has been. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to get healthier. He uh, well, he's healthy now. Me. You know, he, he had the the injury at the beginning of the year. Um, once again, knock out those injuries early, right? Tom? Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> that's how that works. I mean, um, when you're literally sprinting into a brick wall at Wrigley, also fuck Wrigley for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I the padding, please. Um, yeah so outdated anyway yeah no i think i think 129 ops i think he's still going to be better i think he's going to be a little bit better um i i, mean, I, just, I have such high expectations for Luis robert <laughs> i really do i really do think that he is he is gold glove talent in center field and he, he is, has yeah. the ability to have an ops plus of 140 i know that's crazy talk a little bit but he's yeah he's he's an mvp caliber type player He's he, absolutely yeah. capable of that. He certainly can be. I agree. And, and and that's the best part about that is it's not just with the bat, right? Like this is the player that we were build and we're kind of, we're getting them for the most part. Okay. So your favorite guy hitting dingers while you're in the bathroom at uh, the ALDS, Gavin Sheets, uh, 219, 265, 297 is what he's batting. Uh, my main thing with him, he's got three walks to 14 strikeouts right now, which is just the best. This guy, here's the deal. Gavin, he's Sheets. our lefty bat. He's our, he's he our lefty the, bat. He is and the he, lefty bat. And he absolutely, and it's an absolute shame that that is our lefty bat. I absolutely agree with Alex. Get him out of here. Like I, he has been really bad, really bad at the plate. And he adds zero defensive value to your team. And I know I shouldn't be talking Played first the other day. I know I shouldn't be talking so much about defense. Obviously run production is, it adds a little bit more weight uh, to the game and, yeah. and to your outcomes. But 
this is a guy that's getting on base at a 265 clip. It's pretty good. It's pretty bad. <laughs> and he has he's he, he's got no pop either this year. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened to that. That well, dead in ball, right? But one one homer all yeah. year so far. I well, I want to see if he can get a couple bombs out to the pest around the pesky pole. I really thought he was going to hit a slam because he was up with bases loaded as well in the first. And the wasn't only able thing, to do anything. the only thing in the stat line that I'm selling is his slugging. I think his slugging can go up a little bit more because he has that pop in his bat. It just hasn't shown up yet. Right. I think 219, 265 is where he's going to sit. I, I, I buy those. I, he's just, he depressing. doesn't, he looks a little lost at the plate. I'm not going to, yeah. yeah. He, he walks up there and, and he's, he's not taking pitches. Oh, is that Frank's fault though? A little bit of Frank, a little bit of Gavin. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I mean, his approach is, is terrible. Yeah, he, he looks a little whack right now. But again, he is our lefty bat. So I say we don't launch Gavin just yet. We're going to keep Gavin around. I would wow. rather keep Jake Berger, like my guy Huck here. It, when Moncada comes back, I would rather keep Jake Berger. Than... You're going to te- teach another guy how to play outfield? Honestly, outfield's not so hard. You just yeah, exactly. You're you're it? you're the you're in the crowd. The outfield's easy. Remember, it is. It was I really played, easy I even softball. Game, I did right? play. Yeah, I played. It, it, it was over the field. The infielders' heads. I got the ball and I threw it in. It's that simple, guys. It's so fucking simple. The ball so, yeah. also went over your head quite a few times yeah, as well. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so let's move on. We got Leary Legend and emphasis on legend. Right? Okay. We got a batting average of 153 on base. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't take it seriously. Okay, so this slash line, 153-180-305. That's good for, you know, a war of <laughs> negative 0.3. Uh, Steve, what are you thinking of Leary Legend? You buying this over the rest of the season? You selling this over the rest of the season? He's is a, this who he is? He's on the up and up. He was a negative 0.5 war 0.5 war player um we were talking when was that but a little over a week ago is where he was at so he's on the up and up he's good now his uh i i want to say his ops plus is like 40 something um which is uh better than his seven that it was a little over a week ago seven not not 70 seven seven (laughs) single digit uh, th- Avenue would be bad. <laughs> I mean, he he's he's once again at best at best a replacement level player. Right. You um, get, you get a single war out of him. He's four point six war over his career, but a single war out of him for a season is is very good for him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's gonna be that. Once again, these stretches are some of the worst stretches of baseball that these guys have ever had in their career. Even Larry Legend. Um, yeah. Emphasis I mean, on the legend, yeah. Your DFA, I, I don't know. Are they going to DFA him? No. I, no. Tony loves that man. Tony would leave the job if you DFA. Wait a minute, I have an idea. Oh, there you go. <laughs> DFA, if you DFA Leary, Tony would quit in protest, and then you'd get two birds, one stone. That's it's two birds, one Steve Stone. I, I just <laughs> feel like the White Sox are going to have to DFA one of these guys by the end of May, maybe beginning wow. of June. And wow. it's, I think it's either going to be Josh Harris. It's got to be either Josh Harrison or Larry Legend, I think. I wow. One of these guys has to get DFA. One, because I think one of them is going to perform so badly. And maybe it's no. maybe no. it's Larry. Maybe it's Larry. Once again, though, nice, it's my tweet. Larry slashing 333. Uh, on base and batting average and it's 750 slugging. Nice sample size there, Alex. Nice sample <laughs> size. I uh look at it this way, Steve. You're no, I you're not gonna DFA those guys when you have people on you got a ton of players on this team with options. It doesn't make sense to DFA a guy that has a, a decent track record in his career when you've got a lot of players on the team who have options that you could send them down to AAA. Uh, I think Danny Mendick's got options for the rest of his life. I don't know why he's never been in like, <laughs> rule five. Like, holy shit. Nobody's going to pick him up anyway. He would clear re- waivers real quick, but yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah, it's going to be option down sheets or burger. And I really hope it's sheets. I, yeah. I know okay. that he's your lefty bat, but he's a lefty he is, bat that can't hit. Yeah, but he's lefty bat, Steve. 
I, I think it's overvalued as well. But yeah, hot ass fucking take from you, DFA Josh Harrison and or Leary Garcia by the end of May. What the fuck? You if they, well, if their numbers are the same, I think it's worth a conversation. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Good Lord. Okay. Well, let's talk about my favorite guy um, with, with the dump truck, Adam Angle. He's batting 224, 283. 306. He's got three stolen bags, Steve. When you don't have to start him every day, he's so much. It, it's it's the Larry yeah. Garcia thing, too. When mm-hmm. they're not starting every day, they're better than they are. Yeah. When you're giving Adam Angle this many at-bats, mm-hmm. he's not going to be good, right? Yeah. Numbers are going to go up. So you're selling, you think he's better than this over the over the course of the season? I think he's better than this over the course of the season because he's, he's gonna not be going to get as many bats as long as everybody stays healthy. Stay yeah. healthy, the Kenny way. By the way, yesterday he did he did get two of those three stolen bags were in yesterday. So he stole second, stole third, and then was knocked in on a sack, uh, sack fly. Let me just say this. I'm very glad that the front office listened to me. Of course, you know, they always listen to this podcast. They do. Um, it's got his fucking name on it. Of course. Uh, but Rick listened to me and realized that Billy Hamilton's value is really not that great because you still have Adam Engel. Such bullshit. Better defensively, that. could still steal bases. Better def- See, this is what I was building to, though. He stole two bags, got sack flied in. Really good. Love to see that from Adam Engel coming off the bench. Really, really good. However, comma, the next inning, ball comes to him. He thought He thought he could make the play. Ball jumped under his glove, under his bare hand, actually, because he tried to break it down and catch it with his bare hand. He ended up giving the guy a double. No, a triple. The guy scored. So it's like the run that you manufactured by being Adam Angle, you gave up by being Adam Angle. I'm (laughs) just saying. So, you know, zero war after that. Anyway, uh I want to move on. We've got catchers in this system as well. Uh, Yasmani Grandal. So he's going to be so much better in this. Come on now. You didn't even let me say Uh, it. Base percentage of 287. Slugging of 233. Why don't you care about batting average, Steve? He's batting 164. You can't glaze over that like it doesn't exist. What did he bat last year? It was atrocious as well. It does not matter. Why do we love Yasmani Grandal, Tom? Because he gets on base. There and you he's, go. He's only getting on base at a 287. He's supposed to be getting on base at a 450. Like, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I would expect this number. You're not going to be mad that I said he's going to get on base at a 450, and that's my expectation. If that he's can... if he's getting on base less than 450, I'm going to be mad. Wow, he ended with a 240 average last year. Yeah, that's, he was on, that's, he was that's on fucking fire at the end yeah of the i forgot about all the all those homers he had and and honestly just just hitting the cover off the ball i'm gonna well, go hey, really quick though before we sorry i i want to jump in with this i know you're gonna sell his numbers because you think they're gonna be better for sure love that i i tend to agree with you actually even though i'm i'm giving you shit he's dh'd 10 out of the uh 10 games so far mm-hmm. and 20 out of 22 games that he's played right that's 45% of his games, right? Whatever. Over the course of the season, do you think he's going to be DHing that no. much? Almost half of the games he's DH'd. That no, he's because, because and this leads and this leads to the next person you want to bring up is <laughs> Reese McGuire. Mm-hmm. Reese McGuire is so bad at the plate that it's not valuable to have him behind so the plate catching. So bad. So once the bats start to come alive a little bit more, which once again I've said a lot of these guys are really going to yeah, figure it out, then you slot you you're using these early months. Reese McGuire is eating up these games behind the plate. Yeah. Which is an exhausting task. People mm-hmm. don't realize that. I think a lot of baseball fans, casual baseball fans think why can't it catch your playoff 140, 150 games behind the plate? Because it's absolutely grueling, especially in the cold months. Yeah. So this is just an opportunity to get Yaz, finally get him some games, just, just some at-bats. Don't have to worry about him wasting his energy behind the plate early in no the year. No more knee surgeries. No Reese more McGuire is a solid defensive option right now. Yeah. You're saving his knees. You're saving him for down the stretch, okay? So it's absolutely a smart move. Yes, Yasmani's offensive numbers are going to go up. 
Yes, Reese McGuire slash line is what. Alex well, hold on, hold on. So you you've sold you've sold Yasmani Grandal's numbers, and you're buying the fact that he's going to be playing more games at uh, catcher than DH for the rest of the season. Now, Reese McGuire. Let's move on because we've Man's touched atrocious. On him. His slash line is at one forty three, one seventy four. 167 really really good that's uh, that's good for an ops plus of the number three this man is an automatic out behind the plate <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck a is, pitcher fuck yeah. a pitcher hitting yeah you might as well throw a pitcher up there to take an at bat maybe better Reese mcguire is yo, put vince velasquez yo you have vince velasquez do the what's the fucking rule for uh shohei where he can bat and pitch in the same game or whatever do that shit like with with fucking oh and you don't have to take him out either you could keep Vince Velasquez in the lineup the whole fucking game if you want bad Vince Velasquez for... catching Tom is that is that your logic there dude I'll do anything I'll do anything for Vince Velasquez Vinny Velo is my fucking guy no um, I, yeah. I stand for this man another another great Rick Hahn move by the way absolutely um I on hey I I love what Velasquez is doing. Don't even shit on this Vince no, Velasquez. No, no, you can't. You can't come at with Vince Velasquez. But this conversation about Reese McGuire, literally, literally, I will even go as far as that's so true. Commending my guy Alex Root here. Dylan Cease might be a better hitter than Reese McGuire. I mean, it's it's, it's so factual. bad. He is literally an automatic out. Like I said, I he's got a, a three OPS plus. We were mad at but, Blue but Year you know, hey, hey, Rick, Rick Hahn fleeced the Blue Jays though by getting rid of uh, by getting rid of Zach Collins for Reese McGuire. Made me laugh when you said that earlier too. And we 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 checked the numbers. Zach Collins is one eighteen OPS plus. So compared to your he's three, hitting above pretty well above league average. Okay. Um, yeah. No, Reese McGuire has been not good. He's Very bad. Ungood. So fucking bad at the plate. I can't wait. Once again, once the weather warms up, once we get through this stretch of May, you're going to see a lot more of Yasmani Grandal behind the plate and a lot more of whoever else DHing, whoever's hitting the ball. So thank God. Um, because here's the thing you got Yasmani Grandal for a reason, right? He's mm -hmm. valuable behind the plate and he's valuable at the plate as a catcher. Yep. Yeah. So Reese McGuire, yes, he is good defensively and he's good to give Yasmani that day off once every five days behind the plate to just let him DH. But holy mother. It's horrible. I'm not happy. Well, look, 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 we, we went through everybody here. Well, oh, wait, we have a bonus, Steve. We have a bonus. We have a bonus. Where is your AJ Pollock stand over here? Uh, didn't you want to bring up him and how great he's looking in the, in the first few months here? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. I can't believe you forgot my guy, AJ Pollock with his slash line of 196, 224, 229. Obviously, Booty. Booty. obviously he is going to figure it out. Trust the back of the baseball card. He's going to start raking. Just wait, Tom. I promise. Maybe May might even be a little bit slow. Okay, I, dude. I told you earlier. This guy is fucking grinding. Trust right here the right fucking now. process. Okay, <laughs> he, he's oh, not going to yes. be this bad. AJ Pollock smells. I dude. love that Beef is in the chat with us, telling us that AJ Pollock smells. He smells you. right now, but he is going to be fine. Tom, do you you buy this? You buy that he's going to hit two hundred? I have. I have zero expectations for this man. Oh, I have wow. zero expectation. Now, look, if if you if you tell me, you know, in September that he's hitting the cover off the ball, I'll be happy. I'll be excited. But look, it's just not going to happen, dude. I, I have zero expectations. Not excited. Not excited. Um, Beef has got me rolling right now. AJ Pollock's five year plan. Don't die. <laughs> Man uh, comes into the chat like firing off shots left and right. Literally. I absolutely oh, love it. That's what this, podcast, that's what this podcast needs. That's what this podcast needs. Yes, I love <laughs> I love Huck's prediction here that Pollock is about to hit one on a Fenway this afternoon uh, with all this slander. Hey, please. Look, thank you. Again, I have zero expectations. If he does perform well, gravy. But look, I'm not. I'm done praying like thinking that this guy's a legend because he's going to have to prove it at this point. So, okay, look, 
Are you ready for final thoughts or do you have, do you have more to go on here? What do you, where are you at, Steve? I really don't have much more to say other than I am an AJ Pollock defender and he is going <laughs> to figure it out. I'm very excited for when these guys get off of their literally some of the worst stretches of their career. Okay. Yeah. Not well, worried. you're, you're ready to enjoy the ride. Um, is the White Sox are basically fucking back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, that gives us that. Um, I guess we got to say, uh, in Han, we trust. Keep the winning streak going. We must. All righty. How about that one, baby? Have I a great week. You guys enjoy yourselves. Let's go White Sox.